Not exactly Christmas music, but then this is the Lord's Gym. We are your spiritual fitness trainers. My name is Jesse Romero, and my partner Terry is taking a much-needed vacation because we plan on hitting, uh, got a lot of plans for 2022, a lot of apostolic uh, endeavors, and so uh, my partner's taking a much-needed rest, but nonetheless, I am here, your spiritual fitness trainer. We're closing the year, we're coming towards the end, coming down to the wire, all that tells me, sometimes people get, oh, no, another year gone. No, don't think like that. It's You have to turn it into a positive. Here's what I say. One year closer to Jesus Christ, to his second coming, or to my particular judgment. And God willing, I die in a state of grace so that I can be with Jesus and Our Lady and all the saints and angels in heaven forever. So every year that closes, I get more excited uh, knowing that one day, uh, all of us that are true believers that live and die in a state of grace will be home finally, as the Bible says, where there's no no pain, no suffering, no tears, no sadness, no wailing, for the old order has passed away. Behold, I make all things new. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4 and 5. Let's get right into the gospel of today. There's a, a, lot, to, a, a lot that I want to say about today's gospel, and I'm going to get into some what's called the triple human knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is kind of uh, one of those intellectually stimulating uh, messages. The triple human knowledge of Jesus Christ. So what is that? Well, that's what we're going to talk a little bit about right here because it's referenced in this gospel. Luke chapter 2, verse 36 to 40, the Bible says, there was a prophetess, okay, that's a female prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. Now, let's talk about a prayer warrior. And coming forward at, the ver- at, at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, uh, to their own town of Nazareth. This is the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and with the favor and the favor of God was upon him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so Anna the prophetess is is in the temple day and night, fasting and praying. And when the Holy Family comes to the Temple of Jerusalem, she gives thanks to God, to Yahweh, and she speaks about this child, the Son of God, the Messiah, because she knew as a female prophet, a prophetess, that this was the the child that Israel was waiting for. Now, sometimes you have some of the cults, like Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, some of the cults that have a poor Christology, that have a, uh, a malformed Christology, They'll say things like, well, Jesus can't be God. He can't be a divine person because uh, look at today's gospel, the last couple of verses where it says the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him, the gospel of the Lord. So look at Jess, you Catholic. It says the the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom. So how do you explain that to to an occultist? Well, the way you explain that, 
It's known as the triple knowledge of Jesus Christ. You can read about this in the Catechism if you want to do a deep, deep dive from paragraph 470 to 475 of the Catechism. It explains to you the triple knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Catechism of the Catholic Church, 471 to 475. However, let's jump into it. What is the triple knowledge of Jesus Christ? Jesus has acquired or experiential knowledge, just like you and I, a human beings. We acquire knowledge or we learn things and we experience knowledge. We experience knowledge by acquiring it or by experiencing something, by reading it. The second way that some people have knowledge, and our Lord had this as well, it's called infused knowledge. God directly infuses knowledge, which is, is an extraordinary apprehension of things which might be learned in an ordinary way, similar to that granted to Adam and Eve. But uh, theologians admit that in the human intellect of Jesus Christ, he had what's called infused knowledge. And a lot of prophets also have an infusion of knowledge as well. Then you have what's called the beatific vision. The beatific vision gives Jesus Christ divine knowledge. In other words, because he shares all things with the Father, he knows all things. And so this is definitely one of the mysteries of our Catholic faith. Something that, that is... Uh, a, if it was not for special revelation or for divine revelation, we wouldn't know this, the depth of Christ's triple knowledge. Now, you and I can, can attain the three types of knowledge. There's a knowledge we get in a natural way by acquiring something or reading something. This is usually experiential knowledge, which we pick up as we grow. Then some people also have infused knowledge, that means knowing, like the prophets, for instance, things which they couldn't possibly have learned in a spiritual way, just like in today's gospel. Anna the prophetess in the temple, God revealed to her that, that Jesus was the Son of God and that He was the, the Messiah of Israel. She had infused knowledge. Uh, again, prophets have infused knowledge. There are things that they know that they could know in a, through natural means. And then you and I will one day be capable of still another knowledge when we meet God face to face. And, and that's marvelous to think about that. But from the very moment of our Lord's existence on earth, our Lord Jesus Christ enjoyed this vision, the beatific vision. In other words, He always saw the Father face to face. He also possessed all this intuitive, infused knowledge Isaiah the prophet knew that already when he prophesied about Jesus Christ, look what he says about Jesus. Isaiah says, quote, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Close quote. So notice, since Jesus possessed it all, always, in these two knowledges, he could not grow. And then, a wonder He's a little boy like yours and mine who can grow in wisdom and grace before God and men. This unique mystery can never be explained. It can only be believed by faith because Jesus has two natures, a human nature and a divine nature in one person. So Jesus could advance, humanly speaking, while he was always in God and with God and while he was God. Our theologians call this a hypostatic union. Just 
what did that mean now in his daily life? Well, why don't we begin to ponder about it in our hearts? We shall never finish pondering the triple knowledge of Christ, but we will have all eternity to continue. Let me talk about something else. You know that I speak a lot on the occult. And on the occult watch, there is a... There's a... San Diego, California is hosting... It's called the Ritual Arts Alchemy, an immersed in-person program held in San Diego, California with Dev, founder of the Sacred Flame, Sacred Flame Fire Tribe. All right, she's a witch. Dev was initiated as a Wiccan priest, as a witch, back in 1992. She now leads ceremonies and empowerment ritual circles. She facilitates these witchcraft workshops all over the country. She's a professional dancer. And uh, she's having, again, this occult training over in San Diego, California. Why do I mention this? Because this is becoming more and more normal in our society. Over in Scottsdale, Arizona, February 11th to 13th, you've got the Temple of Satan that's going to try to consecrate Scottsdale to Satan. I'm also looking at another email that a listener sent to me. It says, uh, Jesse, on 12-9 and uh, 12-10 from 9 to 4 each day, so that was two weeks ago, there's a college course at Mesa Community College. It's called Magic, Witchcraft, and Healing. The students of Cultural Science faculty member Cassiana Pascarutu presented their final projects. Uh, the person's a student there, says, I did not attend. But the schedule of projects included the how-tos of moon healing, sweat lodges, Reiki. I am sure you are not surprised that our colleges are teaching the occult for credit. Again, so that's a listener to the show, which goes to show you that that, that, uh, Satan is alive and active in this world. He's the prince of this world. As the Bible tells us in John chapter 14, he's the god of this world, lowercase g. I also found something else very interesting. In the CDC website, they had a link. It's gone now. But they had a link to to zombie preparedness. Okay? The CDC had a link to zombie preparedness. Why? Now, they took the link off. I think they got a lot of blowback. But uh, they say on their link that's now been taken off, the CDC says... Wonder why zombies and zombie apocalypse and zombie preparedness continue to live or walk dead on the CDC website? As it turns out, what first began as a tongue-in-cheek campaign to engage new audiences with preparedness messages has proven to be a very effective platform. We continue to reach and engage in a wide variety of audiences on all hazards preparedness via zombie zombie preparedness. That's strange. Hey, up next, we're going to have some good news. We're going to talk to a Catholic comedian. Yep. Catholic Comedy Time with Steve Garone. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. The Terry and Jesse Show, Terry's out doing some apostolic work, and I'm here holding down the fort right before the end of the year. We've got a, 
Uh, a friend of mine from here from Phoenix, Arizona, a great Catholic gentleman who's, again, a lot of Catholics, you know, we all have to decide what the best way for us to try to evangelize. And Steve Garone, he's figured, you know what? Um, I'm going to share the gospel. I'm going to try to evangelize by starting this St. Philip Neri Festival. He's got a website. It's called CatholicComedy.com. Uh, Steve, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Steve, and, uh, when is the St. Philip's Neri Festival and where is it going to be at? Uh, the St. Philip Neri Festival is going to be on January 8th, 2022, from 1 to 8 p.m. at Vertuccio Farms in Mesa, Arizona. It's just south of Elliott uh, on Power Road. And, uh, Steve, you're, uh, you're obviously a, a you know, native out here to Arizona. What made you decide to do a St. Philip Neri Festival? I'm curious, and the audience probably is just curious. And why did you call it St. Philip Neri? So, uh, if you probably recall, back in the 2020 and the beginning, or 2020 days and the beginning of 2021, there's a lot of conferences that were happening. They were all virtual. No one was able to meet in person, and they were generally about these are the reasons why you need to be scared, sad, and angry uh, about the things that are happening right now in the world. And I thought we need to have something that brings people together in person and that is about why we should be joyful and happy and how we need to bring people back to the table. Um, and then I, I did some research on saints and I found St. Philip Neri, who is the patron saint of joy and humor. Uh, and he's also the uh, the second apostle of Rome because he re-evangelized Rome after mm. the Reformation when you would have bishops fighting bishops and priests fighting priests cardinals fighting cardinals and it was all in chaos which is reminiscent of our current time uh so i thought he was a good um standard bearer i suppose you could say for for our hope that we can bring hope and joy back to the world so steve, uh, steve i'm so glad you're doing this because i'll tell you um laughing god likes people to laugh in fact, I'll, I'll, our Lord Jesus Christ says in Luke chapter 6, verse 21, he says, Blessed are you that hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you that weep now, for you shall laugh. The Lord loves laughter. And Steve is bringing laughter here to the Diocese of Phoenix. I hope this takes off all over the country. Go to CatholicComedy.com, CatholicComedy.com. You can get a hold of Steve Garone. Maybe you want to start a St. Philip Neri Festival. I mean, Steve wants us to go through, uh, you know, like like a, like a tsunami through all the dioceses in, in, in the U.S., all, I think, 198 dioceses. Uh, Steve, what can people expect when they go to this uh, St. Philip Neri Festival? Uh, we're going to have... Uh... We're going to have Father Leo Paddling Hug. He's going to talk about food and bringing people to the table, and he's going to do a cooking demonstration. So it's it's all about togetherness and coming together and having fun. Um, and we also have the guys from the Catholic Man Show. Uh, they're going to talk about setting up a men's group in your parish and your diocese and how you awesome. can do that. And we have Sherry Boaz uh, from, uh, I think, Shining Light uh, Tea Room. No, Crown and Glory, Crown and Glory Tea Room, uh, in in Cave Creek, I believe. Anyway, here in here in Arizona, she owns a, a tea room, and she's going to talk about uh, bringing people together uh, for a women's tea group. So you have the you know the men's group and the women's group, so that you can kind of uh, get together. Uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna end it off the the night with a uh, with a Catholic show or a Catholic comedy show. 
I'll be doing some comedy. The Catholic Mancha will be helping me with some comedy. We have uh, some local comedy people. We're going to do some stand-up and some improv and uh, just, you know, try to have a lot of fun. Uh, the event is open for kids as well. The the Vertuccio Farms, where we're having it, has a lot of stuff for the kids to do. Because that's another big thing is um, it's not just a like a conference that, you know, find the babysitter and leave the kids at home. This is for the whole family. This is about the family, about bringing the family together. Um, and having a good time with the family. Who knows? And, and during this, uh, during this improv, during this Catholic comedy, to, uh, you know, segment of, of the afternoon, we could probably discover the next Kevin James. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's it's you just never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would it would be great if you know uh, there there definitely are people who are are going to be are funny who are going to be going out there, going to be doing things. Um, we hope that everyone enjoys themselves and maybe. During the improv, some will be will will be inspired to do something. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to have a good time and trying to have everybody else have a good time, and that's really that's really the goal. Is everyone has a good time, and then we will go from diocese to diocese after that. You know, and if anyone wants help with it, I'll help them set it up. I'll you know do whatever I can. But the idea is that yeah, we we don't just want this in every diocese in the country. We want this in every diocese in the world. Right. We want everyone to to be reminded how important it is to come together as a community, to have fun as a community, um, to how important the family is uh, and, you know, having kids involved, seeing kids, seeing religious. Uh, we actually uh, set out so that the religious are free. So if you are religious um, or, you know, a priest or a nun or a brother where you're your clericals, your habits and your or your Roman collar, whatever it is that you that you would wear as part of that religious order, show up and you come in for free and you eat for free and you get whatever you want because we want to showcase the religious and the religious life and uh, at the festival as well. Yeah, this is a great location, Vertuccio Farms. That's going to be January 8th. It's on a Saturday. That's next year, 2022. If you want more information, go to catholiccomedy.com, catholiccomedy.com. It's called the St. Philip Neri Festival. And uh, this is a way of uniting Catholics because we don't know what the future holds. But nonetheless, we know that God likes laughter. How do I know that? Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 4. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to weep and a time to laugh. And so... Steve, I applaud you. The fact, the fact that you're bringing Catholics together to do this, I just hope this takes off like wildfire around the country. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to reach out to two very, very prominent Catholics today after the show, one of them being Kevin James and another very prominent Catholic who's a comedian. I'm going to send them the links. I'm going to let, give them all the information and see if I can uh, just pique their interest. And who knows, <coughs> maybe they want, may want to take uh, this show on the road one day. Uh, started by just uh, a good traditional Catholic father of five, uh, soon to be six, Steve Garone here from uh, from Phoenix, the Diocese of Phoenix, Arizona. Who knows? You may be the catalyst to start something huge. <laughs> I mean that that would be a lot of fun if that if if that happened. I really hope it does. And I do want to say that for your listeners, we do have a twenty five percent discount on tickets uh, if they use the promo code Virgin Most Powerful, all one word, Virgin Most awesome. Powerful. Uh, so that's a 25% discount on tickets there uh, for them. Um, and um, 
yeah i mean we're we're having we're, it's gonna be a lot of fun and i hope that it catches i hope that people uh go out throughout the world and and decide to set these up in their own diocese and i think one of the lessons you can take from this is that you don't need to be a big shot in the industry right to to make these things happen this is i am just a guy i'm no one literally am no one i was there was a some semi-prominent uh catholic commenter who was like who who talked to me at one point and he's like it's funny because i've uh, you know we go to the same church and i have no idea who you are it's like yeah it's okay because i'm just doing this because it needs to be done i'm not doing this to promote myself i don't care if anybody knows who what my name is I just want people to go and have a good time and for them this to spread throughout the the world for everyone to recognize both St. Philip Neri and the the wonders that he did uh you know yeah uh, that God did through him and um and the idea of joy and hope that we can instill in the world. Steve, I want to just commend you because again this is something that people need more of right now. Uh, even uh, even the Jews during their time of exile in Babylon, they learned to laugh, uh, you know, at, at, at the right times. There are just some times when, you know, it doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. St. Paul, when he was in jail, said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. The Jews, when they were uh, prisoners or exiled in Babylon, uh, Psalm 126, it says, Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongues with shouts of joy. And then they said amongst the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. So these are these are Israelites in captivity, and yet they learn to laugh and praise God in the midst of being prisoners. And so, you know, sometimes we feel kind of like prisoners right now as a result of the medical dictators. <clears throat> <laughs> and, and so uh, it's a good thing that we all get together, all of us uh, peasants and little people and, and, and uh, rank and file and hoi polloi and get together for an afternoon and have some good Catholic fun with our families so one more time, uh, Steve, if you can invite the audience. Yeah, uh, please come down to Vertuccio Farms. You can buy your tickets uh, now if you, or earlier. You can buy them at the door. But if you buy them uh, early, you can get that 25% discount using uh, the promo code Virgin Most Powerful, all one word. Um, and uh, you go to uh, catholiccomedy.com slash festival. has all the details. If you go to the catholiccomedy.com, there should be a link at the top for festival. Or you just go to straight to catholiccomedy.com slash festival. It'll be on January 8th, 2022, which is next Saturday. It's creeping up on me uh, from 1 to 8 p.m. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people there. I'm hoping to see a lot of religious there as well. Uh, they're free, so they haven't bought their tickets yet. I hope they just walk on in. That'll be great. Uh, but we gave out – when we were at the uh, the 8 to Women Gala, uh, we gave out a bunch of flyers to the religious that were there. And uh, the Sisters of Life, I think – may show up they have a flyer i don't know if they'll actually if they'll be able to make it but um just a lot of a lot of good people should be there the catholic mancho are good people uh father leo is a good person uh if you've been following him on twitter uh, if you haven't played in grace is uh, it's at played in grace but if you're following him on twitter he's been making some interesting comments that jesse i think that you would be interested in about medical tyranny uh oh, but wow. <laughs> um but yeah i mean we're we're gonna we're gonna get together. We're gonna have some fun. We're going to enjoy, uh, enjoy our world. And I think if you think about it, you were talking about how like the Israelites when they were in a captivity were you know were, were rejoicing. I think in, in times we were most constrained and when we're most pushed down is the times where we are able to find joy the best. Like if you talk to people who are, you know, in the middle of nowhere with no with, with none of the things that we think make life worthwhile. Like they don't have any 
computers or TVs or anything like that. They find joy around them in the simplicity of their lives. Mm-hmm. And the that, more that we the, have, the less we find joy. So it's like it's okay. Sometimes persecution breeds joy, and that's kind of the one of the the jokes of God, right? J- the jokes that that God plays in the devil is the more that he tries to oppress us, the more we find joy and happiness in our lives where we're able to appreciate the things that we have. Yeah, be, because we know how it ends. We know the final script. Right. And, uh, that's, and, and that's why even in the midst of whatever's happening, there's joy because we know that we win. Uh, well, Steve, thank you very much. Uh, once again, CatholicComedy.com, CatholicComedy.com, January 8th, 2022. Let's all meet up at Vertucio Farms. And let's have a time. The t- yeah. Let, let's have a Catholic time of our life. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Steve. God bless you. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Up next, we're going to talk about the saints and martyrdom. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Everybody that's listening to this show is going to die one day. 100% of us. Nobody gets out alive. But again, the goal of life is to live and die in a state of grace. That's the goal. And God has given us, especially as Catholic Christians, all the means necessary to get to heaven. When we die, there's going to be an exit interview, face-to-face with the Lord Jesus Christ. When we die, there's going to be a final exam. If you die in mortal sin, you're going to experience global warming and climate change big time. This is why it's important now to train yourself to live your Catholic faith, to live a life of virtue. What is virtue? Holy habits. Acquire and practice virtue. Holy habits. Why? Some people foolishly say, you know what? I'm going to sow my oats and I'm going to have fun. And when I, when I'm getting close to death, then I'm going to give my life to God. You may not get the chance. St. Alphonsus of Liguori, doctor of the church and many other church fathers, they teach that all of us will most likely die in the manner that we have lived. Did he catch that? Most of us will die in the manner that we have lived. There's a Latin adage amongst the church fathers which goes like this. Talis vita finis ita. That means the way you live is the way you die. If one lives well, a good death is likely with the grace of God, whereas those who live a sinful life are unlikely to make a last-minute conversion and die well. 
That's why St. Augustine says, if you pray well, you will live well. If you live well, you will die well. And if you die well, all will be well. What does the Lord think about evil and wicked men? A lot of us say, man, they're getting away with everything. These globalists, these Freemasons, these Illuminati, uh, these uh, billionaire big tech, big pharma, uh, these medical dictators, the, these, uh, again, these, these political progressive Marxists. They're getting away with everything. These terrorists, uh, these drug cartels. No, they're getting away with nothing. In fact, God laughs at them. He does. The Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, that God laughs at wicked men. Why? Because he knows their time is short. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 and 4, Why do the nations conspire? And the people's plot in vain. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds and cast their cords from us. God, who sits in the heavens, laughs. God, who sits in in the heavens, laughs. Laughs at who? Laughs at the evildoers. Why? Because he knows their time is short. And the Bible also says that God, the Lord, has them. Who's them? The evildoers. The Lord has them in derision. What does derision mean? It means ridicule or mockery. God ridicules and mocks the evil person and God is laughing at them from heaven because their time is short. I want you to hear the way some of the saints, the way they died. And hopefully you'll take, you'll draw strength from them. St. Andrew the Apostle, his last words as he was dying on the cross after two hours, he said, quote, I know the virtue of thy holy cross. At the crucifixion, St. Andrew composed the following prayer. He said, O most beautiful cross that was glorified by carrying the body of Christ, glorious cross, Sweetly desired, ardently loved, always sought, and finally prepared for my heart that has so long awaited you. Take me, O cross, embrace me, release me from my life among men. Bring me quickly and diligently to the Master, though you, or through you, he will receive me, he who through you has saved me. Well, Andrew, this holy apostle, continued by saying, Lord, eternal King of glory, receive me hanging from the wood of this sweet cross. Thou who art my God, whom I have seen, 
Do not permit them to loosen me from the cross. Do this for me, O Lord, for I know the virtue of thy holy cross. The tradition is that many people were converted. Soldiers watching St. Andrew dine on the cross took off their Roman battle gear, laid it on the ground, and became Catholic Christians and sought baptism. What about St. Joan of Arc who died in 1431? Her last words were, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father Jean Massou, an eyewitness, recounts how St. Joan of Arc died as she burned at the stake. She was burned at the behest of her, of her English overlords. When they were burning her alive at the stake, St. Joan of Arc said the following, quote, She uttered pious and loud lament, lamentations and called on the Blessed Trinity and upon the glorious Virgin Mary and all the blessed saints in paradise. The judges and several Englishmen who saw Joan of Arc face death were so profoundly moved that they wept. Her English enemies recognized God's hand and they made professions of faith when they saw her make so remarkable an end. And her last word as she died was a loud cry of Jesus. 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 The fire consumed her body, but her heart remained miraculously intact. It didn't burn. What about St. Jose Sanchez del Rio? Died in 1928. A young boy. Born in 1913, died in 1928. He was 15 years old. His last words were, Long live Christ the King. This young boy was the flag bearer for the Cristeros. After joining and fighting valiantly alongside the Cristeros, St. Jose was captured while these socialists barbarically tortured the 14-year-old boy with sharp machete blows. The godless socialist soldiers screamed, If you shout death to Christ the King, we will spare your life. St. Jose replied, and he, he was very firm in his convictions. His firm reply remained the same. He said, quote, Long live Christ the King. Long live Our Lady of Guadalupe. Close quote. And his torturers pierced his body with bayonets. And with every stab, he shouted louder and louder, Viva Cristo Rey! Long live Christ the King. What about Saint Saint uh, or King Saint Ferdinand of Castile? King Saint Ferdinand of Castile. He lived from eleven ninety nine to twelve fifty two. His last words were, he sung the Te Deum, which is the song to God. So before his death, 
St. Ferdinand made a public confession of his minutest sins from his boyhood to the imperfections of that day. Then he called his eldest son, saying, Son, you will be rich in land and in many good vassals. Try to do good and to be good. I leave you, Lord, I leave you, Lord, of all the land this side of the sea that the Moors, that's the Muslims, won from the Visigoth king Roderick. If you maintain the boundaries of the state as I am leaving them to you, you are as good a king as I. If you conquer more, you are better. And if the boundaries decrease, then you are not as good as I. So King Ferdinand, addressing his son at his, at his, uh, addressing those at his bedside, he continued, he said, quote, If through my fault you have any complaint, please forgive me for it. Then King Ferdinand took the candle with both hands and somehow found strength and, strength and moral energy to lift it on high while he said the following, quote, Lord, naked I came out of my mother's womb, which was the earth, and naked I offer myself to her. And Lord, receive my soul in the company of thy servants. In a rapture of a joy, King Ferdinand the saint said, he began, he ordered everybody, sing the Tadeum. We'll be right back. Terry and Jesse show. Don't chase that dial. Stick around. What did the saints say as they died? Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Don't forget about the Catholic comedy, uh, January 8th, 2022. It's on a Saturday, the St. Philip Mary Festival. Uh, if you want more information on that, go to catholiccomedy.com. If you, uh, you get 25% off by saying, uh, that you heard this on the VMPR show, Virgin Most Powerful Radio, 25% off. CatholicComedy.com, January 8th. I'm going to be there with my family, my grandkids, my kids. I definitely will be there. I can't wait. I'm sharing with you what some of the saints said at the moment of death. Uh, King Ferdinand, who's a saint, St. King Ferdinand, when he was dying, he, he was in a rapture of joy as he's dying, and he told everybody around him to sing the Te Deum. That's that, the song is called To God. And the tradition is that this song is, is, uh, is sung by the angels. This is a song that the angels sung to God. It talks about the Trinity. It adores the Trinity in, in the language of angels. In fact, the Te Deum, many exorcists use this prayer as a diagnostic uh, uh, before a person to see, to determine if the person is diabolically afflicted. Because the Te Deum is the chant of the angels before the throne of God, and it reminds demons that are present, it reminds them of their fall. Also, the Te Deum, the tradition of the church is when a holy person dies, you pray the Te Deum as soon as possible in their presence once the holy person dies. That's an old tradition in the Catholic Church. St. Bernadette of Subaru, 
who lived from 1844 to 1879, her last words were, poor sinner. Those were her last words. Already on her deathbed, St. Bernadette, she said the following. She gave a loud cry and with her eyes looking up to heaven and her arms stretched out as, as, as a cross in a cruciform position, St. Bernadette of Subaru said, quote, My God. And then a tremor of reverence mingled with fear passed, passed through the three nuns who were still standing and looking at her. And St. Bernadette of Subaru repeated twice, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for me, poor sinner. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for me, poor sinner. So poor sinner was the last word of this French saint who saw Our Lady at Lourdes, France. She also died holding a crucifix against her heart. What a way to die. St. Dominic Guzman is the saint who was given the rosary by Our Lady. He lived from 1170 to 1221. His last words were, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. St. Dominic preached against the Albigensian heresy and he promoted the Holy Rosary. At his last hour, he made a general confession to Father Ventura. And when it was finished, St. Dominic of Guzman, he added, addressing himself to the others. He said, Thanks be to God, whose mercy has preserved me in perfect virginity until this day. If you would keep chastity, guard yourself from all dangerous conversation, and watch over your own hearts. He followed the prayers the best he could by moving his lips as the words of the subvenite sancti dei were pronounced. Saint Dominic stretched his arms to heaven and died as he prayed subvenite Sancti Dei, which means saints of God come to his aid. He stretched out his arms and died. Saint Rene Goupil, born in 1608, died in 1642. His last words were Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Saint Isaac Jog or Jacques, excuse me, witnessed St. Goupil's martyrdom. And St. Isaac Jacques, Jacques, or Jogues, he writes, I sensed some foreboding, foreboding of, what of what would happen and said to Rene, my dear brother, let us commend ourselves to our Lord and to our dear mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. I am afraid these Indians have some evil design. A few minutes later, Rene and I had offered ourselves to our Lord with intense devotion. We begged God to accept our lives in our blood and to unite them to his life and his blood for the salvation of these pagan tribes. We were returning to the village, praying our rosary. We passed at the gate of the stockade to hear what the two 
Iroquois Indians had to say. One of them drew a tomahawk from under his blanket and dealt Rene a blow on his head. Rene fell prostrate to the ground, uttering the holy name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We had often reminded each other to end our speech and our lives with that most holy name. St. Thomas More, born in 1478, died in 1535. His last words were, I die the king's good servant, but God's first. Would that half of Congress would say that right now and half of the people working in the White House and half of the people working for Fauci. I wish they would have the courage to say that. So St. Thomas More, as Chancellor of England, he refused to support King Henry VIII's divorce and a moral remarriage. St. Thomas More, his fidelity to the church did not waver. And so King Henry VIII accused him of high treason and sentenced him to death. St. Thomas More, his words were brief, but they were, they were, they were to be immortal. He asked the crowd to pray for him and to bear witness that he was dying in and, for the, in and for the faith of the Holy Catholic Church. Then came the ever-to-be-remembered and glorious affirmation when he said to the king right before he was killed, he said, quote, I die the king's good servant, but God's first. Would, it, would that those words be burned in our hearts. Pope Gregory VII, who lived from 1015 to 1085, his last words were, I have loved justice and hated iniquity, therefore I die in exile. Pope Gregory VII was a great reformer. The Pope's holy decrees, however, enraged the Emperor Henry IV so much that he invaded Rome. And the saintly Pope was forced to flee. When the cardinals who surrounded his deathbed spoke of the good works he had accomplished, the dying Pope answered, Beloved brothers, all these things I regard as nothing. One thing only gives me confidence, that I have loved justice and hated iniquity. Again at the hour of death, Pope Gregory VII, his final words were, Quote, I have loved justice and hated iniquity, therefore I die in exile. St. Thomas Becket, pray for us, 11, seven, he lived, in 11, lived from 1119 to 1170. His last words were, I am ready to embrace death. When King Henry VIII, or no, excuse me, when King Henry II, of England, attacked the rights of the Catholic Church, St. Thomas Becket, Archbishop of Canterbury, had the courage to oppose him. After years of conflict, King Henry II angrily said, quote, Will no one rid me of this turbulent priest? Well, four knights who knew what the king wanted entered the cathedral while St. Thomas Becket was praying vespers, and they yelled, Where is the traitor? Close quote. St. Thomas Becket replied, Here I am. 
no traitor, but archbishop and priest of God. Close quote. Edward Grimm, a witness, recorded St. Thomas Becket, his last words. He said, For the name of Jesus and the protection of the church, I am ready to embrace death. I share these stories with you just to remind you that if you believe in Jesus Christ and live and die in a state of grace, guess what? Death is a positive option. You can't do anything to a man who looks at death as a positive option. And all these saints knew something, even at the moment of death, that you can't send them anywhere where God is not. The Christian life is simple. Do your duty in your state of life until the Lord calls you to His judgment seat. Do your duty in your state in life until the Lord God calls you to His judgment seat. If you knew you were going to die tonight, what would you do differently? Well, here's my answer. I would do nothing differently. I would continue to fulfill my duties according to my state in life. Whatever my duties call me to do as a Catholic layman, I would continue doing. The Christian life is simple. Do your duty according to your state in life until the Lord calls you to His judgment. That's a wrap. My name is Jesse Romero. From the Terry and Jesse Show, I'll see you next year. January 2022 as we draw closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ have a happy Holy New Year's go to Holy Mass pray the Rosary stay close to Jesus read your Bible do penance for others and remember we were born for such a time as this we'll see you next time same Christ time same Christ channel don't forget the thecatholiccomedy.com check it out EOW, end of watch. We're out.